Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 12 of Idiots Report. Uh, thanks for joining us today with me, Jack, is normal hat Bevan and hello. nice headphones Riggs. <laughs> hello, hello. Okay, so today we're going to cover the Tyson Fury and Dante Wilder. We're going to speak about some UFC. don't know if there were fights, but just the news, perhaps, or a story, whatevs, we'll see. They were going to just give an update on South African rugby. Rossi Rasmus, star of the moment. F1 from the Turkish Grand Prix, and then some soccer slash football. Footy. Thank you. That's a good okay, jumping in. There. <laughs> Thanks, Riggs. Okay, so jumping into the Tyson Fury and Dante Wilder. Um, Deontay. That was quite something. Yes. Deontay Wilder. And yeah, Tyson so I think Fury. Riggs, start from your side and see. let's yet see uh, what uh, you think. Okay. From my side, what a fantastic heavyweight fight. It, it was exactly, I think, what we what we were envisioning, uh, but it just came out that much more. And it was seriously glued to the screen on whichever portal you watched it on. You know, I used the reputable uh, portal to watch the fight on, so I had to change a few times during the fight. Uh, <laughs> that's just how they work it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, 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 was, it was a hard, hard, hard matchup. And it, at the end of the day, you called the result, Bev, but... Uh, I just want to give tops to Deontay for at least the first three rounds where he, he actually he had some some strategy in him. Mm. And it was just once he got knocked down that he lost it and he went back to the old, same old swinging for, you know, the heels. And yeah, and that that's that's where he lost it. He was also he didn't come in as fit as what his pre pre fight videos had showed. I mean his sparring yeah. techniques and all of that. He showed none of that in the ring, and yeah, it was quite, quite a good, good matchup nonetheless. You know, I, I really enjoyed it, and yeah, at the end of the day, Tyson just came in there, outbeat him by fitness, by strategy, and by mental strength. Yeah. Well, look, I, I agree with you in a few things. Um, I'm not. I, I, from my side, I don't think it was the fitness that was the problem. I think he hit him, and he hit his equilibrium off. And then he kept hanging on him with 120 kilograms or 270 whatever pounds. Because, uh, like we said, France stains a piece of pie, but uh, Tyson Fury is the next level piece of pie. Yeah. Um, I mean, 6'9 of pudding. <laughs> eh? Yeah. Yeah, no, he's the top tier of puddings there. <laughs> he's the one. If, if you go to Mug and Bean, he's that, he's that top layer. You know, they always have the good one there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. No, well, I mean, from but my side, see... I thought, look, what yeah. Deontay Wilder... No, uh, <laughs> look, <laughs> from my side, what De what Deontay Wilder was doing was he was going for the body at first, and I thought that was a fucking good idea, but he was jabbing to the body to get his range, and then once he had the range, he stopped going for the body, which yeah. I think was the best strategy with Tyson Fury is to go through the body and try and tire him out because... I mean, you know, we can say what we want. He's, a, he's an incredible athlete, but again, he's a pudding. So if you're going to go for the body, you're probably going to get, you know, make some, do some damage. But at the end of the yeah, day, there's a lot of going, to hit there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and if, you, if you're going to do that, yes, get your reins with the jabs, but you're not making damage with the jabs and slowly come in and start, you know, working on the body. 
and then there's going to be a difference. So I think what happened was he, uh, he, he was, you know, finding his reins, finding his reins, finding his reins. And then once that equilibrium went, like you said, he just went back to the old Deontay Wilder and hit for the fences. And um, yeah, that was his downfall from my point of view. Um, look, he almost got Tyson uh, a few times. I mean, twice. Yeah. So yeah, the two knocks. And 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 most of the time they were like he, both of them got rocked. And as the bell rang, what are you waiting, yeah. Jack? <laughs> <laughs> I'm preparing for my fame. <laughs> <laughs> Your future's so bright. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Right, so, like yeah, I mean, they, they were both very lucky at points to have that bell ring because both of them were on the ropes. I think Deontay <laughs> twice, three times actually, and the yeah, bell Deontay rang. Three. Yeah. And then Tyson twice, where he was on the, like, he literally got rocked. I think it was in the eighth round and the fourth round or something like that, where he, both times he got rocked. Everybody's talking about the knockdown, but he did get rocked in the end of the one round. And I thought, oh, fuck, he call me. But, um, yeah, they were both very lucky. That's why it was so exciting because, like, Dunay was watching with me and she kept going, no, man, Tyson's going to win, Tyson's going to win. And I'm like, no, well, you know, don't don't speak before it happens. Because Deontay, yeah. he looks like he's about to fall over and then he fucking throws a haymaker and that's it. So, and they always say the last thing to go with, with fitness is your strength, is your punch. So, yeah. I mean, we saw that. And I think yeah, that's you're still in it till the fight. end. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but if you looked at uh, Deontay, he, he, his feet position, he just wasn't uh, positioning himself well on the, in the ring. So, yeah, but yeah he was going. throwing the haymakers, but when the feet's not in the position, you're not getting the full, you know, force of your weight behind it. And what I had but to chuckle at is like, yeah, no, look, he, he can swing from anywhere. And when it connects, yes. Nine times out of ten, it's putting you on the canvas. And, yeah, yeah, you're very lucky if you can get up after that. But uh, he was prepped for Tyson's weight because still in the pre-match, uh, you know, little tussles and promoting of the fight, he said he, he can bench like 315. So Tyson Fury hanging on him is not going to mean anything. He's going to lift him up. And, yeah, you could see maybe he, he can bench 315, but he's not doing it repeatedly over 12 rounds and that's yeah, where yeah, carrying it around Tyson then, yeah, used the weight against him and yeah well even like they were saying I mean at two six at 270 there's not a lot of heavyweights that can compete with him weight wise I mean he's far bigger no. and and that's the question I wanted to ask you Riggs um, and Jack uh, do you see <laughs> I mean Usyk beat Joshua but do you see I don't see well I'll tell you my point of view I don't see Usyk getting even close to lasting four rounds with either Deontay Wilder or Tyson Fury. I think they're a step above. Yeah. Yeah. Fully agreed. Fully agreed. Jack, what do you think? I'm going to go ahead and agree with Riggs on this one. You know, when he started <laughs> speaking about like feet positioning, like I'll align my viewpoints to what you say. So, <laughs> no, look, yeah. I mean, Deontay Wilder's Jack's never seen the feet position on the Wii. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But Deontay Wilder's blessed in that way physically that he, I mean, he's knocked people out with no feet on the ground. It's fucking insane the amount of power yeah. that that guy produces just from his back. But you can see the way, I mean, he's hunched over like that. That guy is so fucking strong. Um, I would even yeah, no, say sure. probably, you know, I know Francis Ngannou's got the record for the hardest punch, but I I don't know. If, I think uh, Deontay Wilder's probably going to pip him on that one. 
Yeah, if you just look, his record speaks for itself. I mean, yeah, very few people. Tyson's the only one who gets into a ring with him and actually walks out. And yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to be, so I don't want to be knocked funny. by him. You know, yeah. yeah, the technique's not all there, but yeah, when when it connects, it's it lights out. And if you look, like you were talking about the jab in earlier in the rounds, and he mm. was doing the jab, but from rounds four to eight, I think he had like three jabs. Yeah. So he lost the fight himself purely based on losing his head. Uh, yeah, but I don't he, think it was he, him. I think it was he got he got knocked at the because his ear was bleeding again. I think Tyson yeah. knows that that's his weakness, and his he's the only one bleeding. that. Yeah, yeah he, get, he gets here. Tyson goes for his ear and knocks off his uh, equilibrium. And that was the that was the knockout punch as well. Was straight mm-hmm. on the ear. It wasn't on the jawline. It was for the ear. So well, he's going to listen. Something. <laughs> well, not shit. anymore because he keeps getting blixed in the ear. <laughs> can't, can't hear shit. It's just sign language now. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I mean, at, uh, <laughs> the thing is, can Deontay Wild, is Deontay Wilder uh, as good as we thought he was? I think yes. I just think that Tyson Fury... The fact that he fo- he trains for Deontay Wilder, he knows Deontay Wilder's weaknesses, and that makes the biggest difference. It's not that De- uh, Tyson Fury is so much better than De- uh, Deontay Wilder. It's just he's got his he's got his number, if you know what I mean. I still think that Deontay Wilder will knock out Anthony, and I still think that he'll knock out Usyk or Ruiz or again Dylan White. It doesn't matter. I think he's le- leagues above those guys. But at the end of the day, Tyson Fury trains. Almost like an MMA fighter where he trains for the fighter um, and he literally, he's worked out Deontay Wilder. That's why, even Tyson said, he's like, this is it. I mean, I'm not going to fight him again because he's got his number. Yeah. He he won. Props to uh, Deontay Wilder for staying in there for so long, like a freaking champ. But I mean, like you said, after the third round, his feet, he didn't, he had nothing. He had no equilibrium, no balance, no nothing. The fact that he was in that long is a testament to how good he really is. I just think that Tyson Fury, not to say that Tyson Fury is leaps and bounds above Deontay Wilder. I just think he's figured him out. That's it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah, he's got yeah. a good uh, a matchup on his opponents. And, yeah. and that takes, uh, I mean, like you said, six months out of six months training, two weeks he spent at home with his wife and kids. So he was dedicated for the fight. And yeah, it, it shows. He did his prep. He knew what he was going in there for. He managed yeah. to get up after those haymakers hit his face, and yeah, I. But look, I mean, I think at this definitely point, the right man won. Yeah, he but deserves, uh, uh, he deserves it. I think he's actually extremely under, underrated because I don't see any other. Not that you know, I don't want to disrespect the past, but other than Lennox Lewis, maybe I don't see anybody else even coming close to beating him. I mean, he's way too big. I know, you know, they say, "Oh, Mike Tyson's beaten a lot of big guys." Yeah, okay. Like in six four, just like six nine, two hundred seventy. But I don't think he he could even Tyson at his prime wouldn't be able to knock this out. No, but Tyson that didn't have the reach. So yeah, it it wouldn't no. be a fair fight. Tyson versus Tyson. <laughs> that would and also, the thing is that it would make headlines crazy. <laughs> and he yeah he fought, Tyson fought big guys, big slow brawlers. That's the problem with Tyson Fury. He's not a fucking uh, 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 a, a big slow brawler. He's like a middleweight. But he's he fucking moves, six nine. Yeah, he moves so quick and he can dodge freaking yeah, he can dodge great combinations. And and that's yeah. the thing. It, 
you don't expect it from him. And I think maybe that's also the thing. People go in there and they look at it. Yeah, he's a tubby man, and they laughed yeah. at him for not taking off his shirt at the weigh-in and all of that. <gasps> Dicks. He, yeah. Well, Were they body the shaming club. him? He went to the club afterwards without a shirt, so I don't <laughs> think he really cared. I think he he just knew, you know, like why take off the shirt when you need to do the way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you you're fighting heavyweights. It's not exactly like you got to make weight. You know, you've got yeah. quite a good range. <laughs> yeah, I love but how yeah, Jackie I, gets I think, offended. Yeah. The weight is a is a major topic for Jackie. He's like, how dare they? Yeah. Those bastards! Yeah. How can it, they disrespect it, him like that? Something that's close bug. to your heart, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't care when they were like wanting to search his gloves and like test him for cheating, but yeah, when they body shamed him, like, how dare they? No, I just, I mean, it's relevant to me because, like, no, when I um, just uh, did some homework on this fight, like, I saw this guy's body type and I was like, damn, he's one of us. You know, yeah, instantly dude. this guy got my respect. I was like, okay, cool. You resonate yeah, I can, with him. I can like, dig yeah, it. That's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I feel personally offended if they give him shit for, you know. That's yeah, my boy. I told, I told Dunay I have the body of a professional athlete, the greatest boxer at the moment, heavyweight boxer at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, sorry, I hate to say it, but you're I, short I, I, a few I, I, inches, Bev. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't know how big his penis we, is. We, yeah, we don't know Tyson like that, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, okay. I, all right. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've just got to hit the gym for a couple months, and then yeah, I should also have the body that he has. <laughs> He's like Jack. You've li- ah, Riggs, you've let yourself go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't let myself go. I'm investing in myself in good food and wine. <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyway, I'm just I just think uh, this this solidified Tyson Fury at the top. I mean, even at the top in like the top five of all time. Uh, I just think that he has to beat Joshua to become – and then, I mean, you can't say he's not one of the – like, you could – I would even say he's one of the – he is the greatest. I know Muhammad Ali and those kinds of things, but this guy's undefeated at heavyweight, dude. Yeah. There's not Look, many – yeah? I'm not I'm not quite sure if uh, who's he going to fight because, yeah, it's it, it will be either be Usyk or, uh, you know, Anthony, but uh, – I don't know who he will end up. Well, picking. if it was up I to you, the, the money fight, Anthony Joshua. I want to yeah. see that fight. Uh, I, I want. Even if there's that's no That's the fight I want. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, that's what do you exactly do it? the one. And Tyson I would so. solidify himself as the people's champ if he fought Anthony for no belts because he knows people want to see that and belts aren't yeah. a big thing for him. And the thing is, he's won, but he's won or he's never lost any of those belts. He's held all the belts because yeah. he had Joshua's titles yeah. before. And he let them go um, because of drug problems and those kinds of things. But he Along let that stuff body. go, and now he's won. Yeah, now he's won the, the the other the other set of belts. So I mean, he doesn't need it. And like you say, the big money fight is Anthony Joshua. Yeah, but the thing is, we I have to, to wait for Anthony to fight Usyk because they've 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 uh, uh, there was a clause, and it's it's happening. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I didn't. But I, I think aware Usyk did. Usyk has no fucking chance against Wilder or uh, uh, um, uh, Tyson Fury. Yeah, and you know what's so funny is Usyk like took uh, he popped uh, Joshua, but I think Joshua would stand up better to Wilder and you know Tyson than obviously yeah 
Usyk would. So yeah, yeah it's no, just I, a, I, I think it's down to yeah, maybe it wasn't Anthony's night, and, and yeah, it wasn't Deontay's night, and yeah, for me, uh, who didn't have. I just think Usyk fought a perfect fast. fight. But he can't he can't fight that fight again against another another champ because they're going to know and they're going to plan for that. And the thing is, Anthony Joshua can knock you out, but uh, Wilder is on a different level. And the other thing is, Tyson Fury is more technical than Usyk is and quicker than Usyk is. Even though it's okay, okay it's fast fighter, but Tyson Fury is not going to fall for that. I mean, if you're going to go in there and try and outbox Tyson Fury, you fuck, and he's not going to yeah. be able to knock him out. So unless it's a lucky punch. So Usyk doesn't have a chance against those two, but I think, yeah, like you say, Anthony Joshua's got a better chance against those two. I would even say Wilder versus Joshua. If Joshua loses again, I'd like to see Wilder fight Joshua and then let Tyson fight Usyk, get the belt, and then fight the winner of that fight. It would be a brilliant matchup, Wilder and Joshua. Brilliant one. But, I mean, that's the money. I I don't know why they don't go after that money because if you fight Usyk, let's say whoever wins. Let's say Usyk wins again. If you fight Usyk versus Tyson, to unify the belt, and then you fight Wilder versus uh, uh, Anthony, then you've literally got, you've either got another fight with Wilder, which everybody won't, look, we don't want to see it, but we're not going to be angry if we do. Um, And especially because it's a unified belt. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And then let Anthony fucking fight Joshua, uh, uh, let Anthony fight, uh, Joshua fight Wilder. Um, At this point, I don't know, I think Anthony, Joshua could probably take Wilder. I, think I agree goes, with you. Uh, based now, on technique, everybody knows how to beat Wilder. Yeah, yeah. but it'll be a good and fight. And the technique—you you just got to keep technique against Wilder, and you yeah. got to block for those, those rough, wild swinging punches. And the yeah. moment you can do that, if you can defend against him, you can beat him. Yeah, uh, that's the only way. If you can defend, and when he swings those punches, he opens up his jawline every single time. Because yeah. he swings, he throws himself, he's top heavy, so he throws himself over, and mm. you can just lean back and knock the jaw. And if you keep doing that, you're going to win the fight. And Tyson did that, and there were multiple times where he didn't even have to do that, and he knew he was managing the fight and managing his endurance levels throughout the fight perfectly. Because there yeah. wasn't a round where Tyson wasn't able to keep jumping and keep hopping. He kept yeah. on doing it, and... It's impressive for a big man to do that. I know just for me to get up and jump into my jeans in the morning, that's freaking tiring, man. How the so, fuck yeah, do you jump into jeans? Don't you? I leave them next to the bed. <laughs> they, they stuff. I haven't washed them for four months, so they just stand up. I've got to jump. Too much starch, Riggs. <laughs> yeah, too much starch. Like a, like a cowboy. Like <laughs> okay, everybody says, they put their jeans on one leg at a time, not Riggs. <laughs> no. You I don't have that time Riggs. to waste. <laughs> <laughs> it's more because I wake up so late. It's got to be like <laughs> everything streamlined. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's pretty much my thoughts on the Tyson. Very, very happy that we got to watch it. I'm very thankful that they went out there. And, you know, and this is what I'm talking about. You know, go out there. You're in, you're in the sports entertainment. Go out there. Give us a show. And then we're going to watch you again. If this was another yeah. boring fight, we weren't going to watch it. We weren't going to yeah. watch the next one. But, it was. And that's the thing that Tyson Fury understands and Anthony Joshua understands. It's not about you um, thinking you're the best or anything like that. It's about you fighting the best and entertaining the crowd while, uh, the crowd while doing it. while doing it. Because he didn't go out there and fight the best and then it was a quick knockout or a boring points yeah. fight. 
He went out there and he said, I'm going to fight the best, but I'm going to fucking knock him out. And that's what we yeah. want to see. And that's why yeah. he's the number one draw at the moment. For sure. And that's For his sure. legacy. Yeah. I can't think of a fight that can match that in heavyweight division. I honestly can't. No, nothing yeah, that I've versus... seen. Yeah. Uh, what's his Who name? Who are you going to uh, say? No, Evander Holyfield fought. I think it's Buster Douglas or one of them. Yeah. They also yeah, had a trilogy. They, which they also had it. And they had a trilogy as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was the last. Uh, Lennox, no, Mike Tyson Lennox wasn't so good. Vanda versus Lennox is good. Uh, yeah, but. Muhammad Ali versus the... Joe Foreman. Joe, uh, Foreman. Okay, yeah, but that, that's nothing that we watched live. Yeah, I'm okay. The best that we watched, watched live. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not yeah, if we're going back into, you know, <laughs> file 13 and going through, yeah, George Foreman. Yeah. He, I mean, he, even George, uh, Joe George Fraser Foreman versus Muhammad well. Ali. Yeah. Sorry, Riggs, I'm talking over you. I think there's a lag here. I know. It's extremely rude. I was just saying George Foreman is still in it, you know. He's uh, mm. doing quite well, grilling steaks and that in my house. <laughs> I was just going to say, but I wasn't going to say steaks. I was going to say toasted cheese. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's the best. And then that, uh, the cheese just drips down there and you just scoop oh, it up. Oh, a I little, love it. A little snack. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it's like an appetizer for your meal that's about to come. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the that's the last yeah. one from the baker's dozen. Yeah, palate <laughs> cleanser. Listen, I'll be honest with you. Grilled oh, steaks shit. on that shit, you you're a communist, bro. Steaks is for bra. <laughs> it's not for fucking pans and fucking skillets and all this <laughs> bullshit that the Americans do. You put a steak on a bra. That's it. Yeah, a bra. Yeah, I think you need to you you need to check the the weather. <laughs> On my side, there's very little time for brys, but yeah, in summer for sure. Then I'm then I'm brying my steaks, but now I fry my steaks or grill them, you Never know, fry them, sear them, them, and then put in them in the, the oven. Snow and you brie your fucking steak. <laughs> we, we believe in yeah. freedom in this country. <laughs> Over here, it's barbecue. I don't even have a proper. Oh, I actually do. I need a listen. Uh, barbecue is a I, flavor I or a spice. It's not a method. Yeah. Barbecue is what I eat my chips with. Exactly. Oh, fuck. Barbecue no, look, sauce. Look, I mean, a gas fry is fine as long yeah. as it's open flame. If you've got to make a flame in the kitchen and and, and uh, uh, bry your steak that way, I don't mind. Burn your ass down. But as long as you've got a good steak. Because I've had fucking fried steaks and it tastes shit. No, you, you've just had it from the wrong person. I, I'm, a, oh, I'm, a, I'm a super chef. Because yeah, I don't have any commies. That's why. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, you book a ticket, you come here, and I'll give you fried steak, and you're going to go back loving it. You're probably going to sure. put a cover over your little bry there, and <laughs> on weekends, we'll see you watching the rugby with a fucking frying pan next to you, and a little... And I'll walk away from your house with a <laughs> gas burner. I'll cook steak, and your house will be burning down, because I'll cook that steak, and your house uh, will be that shit. Uh, my steak's always uh, pink on the inside. Yeah. That's what she said. My steak and my meat. Uh, I like them both <laughs> the same way. <laughs> no, so anyway, Sickos. what's next, Rick? Ach, uh, Jack. There was a certain. Uh, oh wait, Jack. Trend. Before you carry on, what did you? What did you? Um, what did you uh, think of the Tyson Fury? You said you found out a little bit of information uh, about him today. Yeah, you said you're learning about him and the Gypsy King. That so. he's 31-0-1. Oh, 
um or was before the fight i don't know if still uh, is yeah well i mean yeah of course okay yeah it's not it's not one he's undefeated so the one no, no, right. it's 31 he's 0 undefeated. and one he's got the draw yeah oh okay uh, so jack uh, was right there. well done jack sorry jack you were right i i bow down to you no I worries apologize. no worries <laughs> Then also that uh, his nickname is the Gypsy King. Wow. That okay, also well, found oh, out, wow. but you guys pulled well, that man. when it's just uh, public knowledge, so I, I didn't make a big deal. Then His also is that... Didn't give it away. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't watch the fight, Riggs. <laughs> it's like, Gypsy King, where's that brand? Fuck. I need to look at it. <laughs> Did he get that at Lily White? He's up on Zando. He's like looking. <laughs> Fucking. Those people there are normally rock humors, but look at that guy. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Rick. Anyway, yeah, so what's next, Jack? Because uh, Also that um, Wilder didn't really like acknowledge, like he kind of snubbed him after the fight. Yeah, uh, so that, that we uh, actually didn't speak about. Yeah, anything so in that? Was, yes, he's a sore loser. He always has been. Yeah, they they keep claiming that Tyson's cheating. They're going through the counts when Tyson hits the mat, and then they like calculate the the ten count, and they're saying like it takes fifteen seconds for them to do the count to ten. That's bullshit. That's just sore loser. It was an equal fight. It was in Vegas. I mean, there was. No Brits there other than the ones that are already in the States because they stole the flight ban. So yeah. I, you, it's just bullshit. And you know what? Take it like a champ. You lost, but you fought a good fight. Walk out there with your head held high. Don't don't take mm-hmm. the pitiful way out. And, yeah, but he did, on he did the after way that. out. Yeah. He did. But he I, said, I, yeah, I lost a better man, that kind of stuff. Last time he carried on about yeah. his costume was too heavy. He fucking the coach threw in the towel, wada wada wada. But now yeah. you know what the thing is. He was, he was right it's about like he had baby oil on his body. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but the thing is, the throwing in the towel. He was right because there was a few t- like halfway through the fight, they should have thrown in the towel and they should have stopped that fight. But he showed that he could knock you out, even though he's walking around like a chicken. So he was right about that. About the coach shouldn't have thrown in the towel. But I mean, at the end of the day. Yeah, a little bit of a... But it, he's getting better, which is fine. So i got a lot of respect for Deontay Wilder. I, I thought he was a bit of a prick before, but props to him. Yeah, now he's, now he's less of a prick. Uh, did you hear one of the reporters asking Tyson, like, after the post-match fight, like, you're, like, on your highest level, and then they ask him, oh, are you going to go into a depression again? Fuck yeah. off. You know, like, don't bring up the past. The Oaks fought through all of this shit. He's got his yeah. head right. And mentally, he's stronger than any fighter that opposes him currently. And exactly. then you go and you try and throw that. Like, it means fuck all. But you still have these people just trying to get a little bit of a make know, a headline. bite from him. Yeah, they're trying to get a bite yeah, from that's him. Right. I think yeah. that's that's really sad after such a great fight when you have every headline as it is. You don't need to make yeah. something up. You don't need to spark yeah. a little thing in the guy's head. Yeah, it's the greatest fight of all so, time. So. Or yeah. not of all time, but of the last 10 years. Yeah. Uh, look, if you check those people, the host of boxing, what's that, uh, the promoter, he's been doing it like 56 years or something. And he was yeah. saying it's like one of the best fights he's seen. 
I mean, that's just you know, a testament to how good it was. He probably can't remember team. because he's been doing it for 56 years, so yeah. he can't remember <laughs> the good ones. <laughs> Ask him next week, you'll be like, oh, the like... one I saw today was the best. <laughs> yeah. He lives day by day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then one chick asked, she's like, Tyson, what was it like being 80? You know, 80% of people voted oh, for yes. uh, a better on Deontay Wilder. And he's like, what are you talking about? That's bullshit. <laughs> He was a two two hundred uh, uh, minus two fifty. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, three, and again, three Jack's to right. one. And yeah, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, he was the, he like, was obviously. Yeah, he was saying the dumb. last minute bets in Vegas is always yes, drunk of, people always that bet against underdog. You're always going to do that, but he's saying that's not a true reflection on the actual like matchup. And, and yeah, you know, anybody that just shut up knows that. Did you see afterwards? She was just like, thank you very much. And that was it. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Sit down and be dignified. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Just 30 minutes, eh? We chatted 30 minutes about boxing. It's the first time. Fucking hell. Well done. Jeez. There's a lot of um, empty lines on Jack's thing. Yeah, that's because this. there's actually some important facts being shared. That's why I, that's not my area. I thought Jack was carrying us through this, eh? Yeah, me too. Doing a great job. He made a lot of like interested looks like, oh, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I put on glasses one time. I, th- I thought I thought he had the same thing about me last week. He had muted himself. Oh, yeah, that as well. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. <clears throat> All right, guys. So, okay. yeah, what's next, Jack? Mr. Bevan, the UFC, there was a certain linguistic point you wanted to bring up. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, well, I mean, I've already said it. I mean, the fact that her, the, that her um, accent keeps changing is the weirdest thing. It's not the accent that's a problem, because if you go live in a country, you get an accent. But the fact that when she – like, even Joe Rogan was saying, he's like, the one the time he was going to interview – hey. The vocabulary is gone. Like, yeah, yeah she that's doesn't have the, yeah, that's the thing. Like, she's like, uh, I don't know, is... maybe, what, how do you say, uh, whatever. Yeah. Bitch, you English, like, bro. Yeah, coming home over the holidays, uh, what is it, uh, Christmas, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, There's Christmas okay. in Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even Joe yeah, Rogan was like, saying, he's like, the one time he tried to interview her after a fight and they asked for an interpreter and he's like, what? Why do you want an interpreter? You speak English. Like, come on. But anyway. No, but yeah, I mean, she got fucking trash. 49, 46, 49, 46, 49, 46. And you know what? The thing is, I'm yeah. starting to see a little bit of Ronda Rousey. She's getting famous and thinking, mm-hmm. obviously, she's doing a little bit of striking training and thinks she can stand with a striker. And then she gets beaten 49, 46. She didn't get, like, knocked out like Holly Holm knocked out Ronda Rousey. But at the end of the day, yeah, sorry, Riggs, uh, Wait. <laughs> Sorry, I had a scare no upstairs. Reason. Yeah, <laughs> my housemate had a bit of a panic attack. I went in there, saved the day, mouth to mouth, and yeah, gave her the hind lick. Everything was sorted. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that's what she Take thought. It. That's. <laughs> <laughs> that's why she stopped choking. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. This went south pretty quick. Yeah, no. Look. Um, okay. The funny yes. thing is, after wow. saving her life, she'll be choking again tonight. 
Oh, oh shit. Someone's going to make payment. For this. <laughs> De- definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, shit. Okay, carry on. Where were we? Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, I was just were saying that these guesting. These jujitsu guys, uh, I understand, you know, going in with the striking and those kinds of things, but get a bit more training on the striking because if you're going to face a striker, don't think you're Ronda Rousey and go in there and try and strike against these strikers. Do what you're good at. Do your jiu-jitsu. I know it's boring. I understand. But at the end of the day, if you have good takedowns and those kinds of things, you know, then you're going to get there. And then next time you go against a jiu-jitsu person, you knock them, knock them the fuck out. But, uh, yeah, no, she really got dribbed. And I think, again, like I said, it's a Ronda Rousey syndrome. She's got in, getting famous and uh, just got to her head. Yeah, if, I, if I cannot get fight, over the though. fact that she can't speak English anymore. I just don't fucking yeah. understand it. I know it's fake. Oh, she's been hit that many times that she's forgotten her, like, everything she's learned. That, that could be. <laughs> the jawbone's a bit, a bit rugged nowadays. But if you look at the stats of the fight, I actually went to look at the stats of the fight because I won't lie, I was actually pleasantly surprised at the result. And then when you go and you look at the stats, you're like, holy fuck, okay, she was annihilated. But it didn't look like that in the fight. It really didn't look like that to me, you know. It looked like she was still, you know, had a good run at it. And, yeah, if you look at, yeah, significant strikes and all of that, yeah, the the number is extremely low. But the fight didn't seem that way. And You know why, Rich? Because she was going for highlights. She kept trying to do a a back, back, uh, spinning back fist. She kept trying to yeah. knock her out. She kept trying to do like a Superman punch. So it looked cool, but she wasn't yeah, landing she had, any of it. She had the freaking armbar with her feet. I mean, yeah. that was impressive. At one stage, I thought that was it. Tickets, you know. Yeah. <laughs> she opened up the headline and was knocking the jaw. But yeah, oh, it, was a, yeah. It, it, it was a good fight. Like I say, my eye, I didn't catch, you know, all the stats until looking afterwards because... I had a different impression of the fight. I, I well, thought it was quite a close matched fight, but when you look at the yeah. when you look at the stats, it, it's not close matched at all, and that's yeah, you know, that's quite shocking. Well, I mean, I I would have scored it like I wouldn't have done forty nine forty six, you know. But from my point of view, again, also I didn't think it was that close, but I didn't think she got dripped that hard. And then I watched it again after knowing that score, and I was like, oh, yeah. okay, now I see. Yeah. How much, you know, a lot of it was showboating. She, there was no real significance to any of her striking. It was no. more trying to, trying to, you know, knock her out, trying to highlight her, and, and nothing really came about. She missed. I mean, most of those spinning back, uh, I think she did like four or five. Most of them, yeah. she didn't even finish the fucking uh, uh, um, strike. The, the revolution, yeah. 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 If, if you you're going to do it, that, was... you're going for it. Go for it. Yeah. 49 of 174 were significant for McKenzie. And then mm. Rodriguez had 144 of 279. Yeah. That shows you the difference night between and day. somebody that... It's night and day, yeah. Yeah, it's a striker compared to a wrestler, the age-old thing, but also she, she's not... Her head's not in the game because you can't get a striker that can really... Uh, a wrestler that can get their striking right. Like I said, she's getting a bit famous. She's a very good-looking person, but I mean, she can. She's got the. T- she's got the. Uh, um, she could become uh, a lot better. She could be a champion. 
Um, but she's not at it yet. But I think she learned a lot from this fight. And it's the same thing as Anthony Joshua versus Usyk. If he learns from the fight, he's going to be a way better boxer. If she learns from this, she's going to be a much better fighter. Uh, but Anthony doesn't seem to be learning. That's Well, that's why I said hopefully he does. Because yeah. if he doesn't learn, then he's not going to, you know. But if he does, look, the thing is, Anthony Joshua, sorry that we're going back on the boxing, but Anthony Joshua could beat Tyson if he learns his fucking lesson. If he trains for Tyson, for sure. he could beat him. But if he, he also, just fights away, yeah. huh? He also has got a hard hit. I mean, yeah. it, it, if you've checked his punch, they've actually measured that on one of the talk shows I watched and it was extremely impressive. Like, he's not fooling around and he's got, he's not as heavy as Tyson, but he's got the meat on him. He's got the equipment for the fight. He can hold Tyson up. Pound for pound, he's hitting hard for, yeah, yeah. what he's got. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it. That's it from the uh, the UFC. I think um, we do a smoke break quickly, and we come back for the rest. Sounds great, Jack. You look Jack will blow with his balls. Jack's okay, but you better be focused, Jack, because the next segments are yours. They're eh? not me. <laughs> yeah, hard. I can speak okay. two words. Good. Okay. Good. Okay, so on to South African rugby. They it's come out now recently that <clears throat> the date has been set for the disciplinary hearing. Is it a disciplinary hearing? Is that the actual? Yeah, it's a, it, they've called it a hearing. That's uh, misconduct hearing. Yeah. yeah, so it's not. Okay, a, so that's been announced for thirty to thirty-one October on a weekend, yeah. Yeah. and <clears throat> they want World Rugby wants it to be behind closed doors. Yeah. It sounds like they're just doing it for the show. They're doing it because they made a scene and they have to follow through. There is mm. no repercussions to it. There is nothing that they can fault him on. He got what he wanted to achieve. At the end of the day, it's just they're following protocol or procedure. They have to now take these steps. It's one of these fluffy little meetings. I think, yeah. For maybe on the 30th of October, they'll drink. And on the 31st, they'll have tuna egg rolls mm-hmm. and crap like that. And then they'll walk out, make a headline and be like, yeah, Russ is really sorry. Or what? And he'll do it again. I mean, what? I hope fuck? he doesn't say sorry. Because I think what he did was right. Yeah, of course. Of course. It's, uh, yeah, you can get Peter de Villiers to come and be like, hey, should we wear tutus? Tutus? You know, Dancing you- in tutus? Yeah. Yeah, you, you shouldn't be afraid to speak your mind. And he tried to do it behind closed doors. He tried phoning the ref. He tried to get, you know, the structure so that he could actually pick his team for the next game. And they failed him. And then he had to take the next step. And good on him. Yeah. Good on him. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. When it first came out, I won't lie, I was I was against it. I was like, what the fuck? That makes shit now. You know, like, and then, you know, like when you watch it and you see, yeah, it's factual, everything, it's like, you know, plain and simple, it's clear as day, then you can support it. But yeah, it's my immediate reaction. Like, don't make shit. Just like, keep it quiet. But I think it came at the (laughs) right time. And yeah, like I say, he achieved what he needed to. Look, at the end of the day, I mean, sorry, Jacob. No, no problem. Um, look, yeah, like Bevan and I had said earlier, you know, a few episodes ago, good on him for doing it. You know, it was 
Yeah, at times maybe like hectically sarcastic, but I think, you know, that's just maybe him using a blend of humor as well to get the point across. Like, I mean, he's not a robot, which is nice. You know, he's not a stiffler or stickler for the rules. Um, Not to say that he's he's a lawbreaker, but I mean, he's going to bend it. He's going to bend it. He pushes the rules and he finds the loopholes. And in that, that is what every, in any sport, you're always looking for someone who can bend the rules or, you know, get a bypass to the rules. And he mm. does that brilliantly. And, and he's been doing it throughout his coaching career for sure. But And also his waterboy like career. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mama says, Mama says. <laughs> H2O. Yeah. <laughs> what he did, I'm not actually, I, I like the sarcasm. I like, like, if I've yeah. got, if you've got a problem with somebody or something that's happening, why can't you say? You know, it's not. We don't live in fucking North Korea. North Korea. If he's got a problem with the way they're going, even if he's wrong, let him fucking say it. Let all of them say it. Because yeah. why must it yeah. be held back? Why must it be behind closed doors? What the fuck? You know what I mean? They they fucking around, and that's why they fucking around because it's behind closed doors, and they think there's nothing you can do. And then when you bring it out, they must deal with it. It's got nothing to do with Rossi. He can make jokes and do whatever the fuck he wants. And even if he's wrong, let him do it. And then he must own up when he's wrong, you know, yeah. if he's wrong. So, yeah. yeah, voice it. When you're wrong, stand up, admit it. But when you're right, yeah, ride that boat all the way. And and, and that's it's again, back to the inter- entertainment side of things. I watch sport for entertainment. That's entertaining. Yeah. That's why I watch it. If he keeps doing it, I keep laughing. I keep thinking it's funny, and it makes me want to watch the games again because I want to see. Oh, what's Rossi going to say? That's fine. Oh, no problem. Sure. He's not the coach. So, what are they? And honestly, what what really can they do? Fire him? No. Exactly. Uh, they, they'll fire him. He will be swooped up by a Japanese or a French rugby club. If and then he, they'll beat us I in the fucking World Cup again. He is sitting now with multiple offers because yeah. of his coaching that guy strategy. Can, dude, He's he coaching can South Africa water. because he wants to. Dude, he Not can serve he water to. wherever he wants to. Whichever country exactly. or team exactly. wants water, everyone, he's got them. H2O, yeah, for sure. He can, he's the John Jones of rugby. He can beat his wife and he'll still be in the UFC. Yeah. Because and it's got electrolytes. And we'll still support him. And. <laughs> <laughs> Serving water, he could even go serve for Cristiano Ronaldo instead of Coke. Yeah. You know, he'll take the water. There we go. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's a strong allegation you make in the rigs? What kind of Coke you oh. Oh, No, no, I, no, no, no. He's made that allegation, not me. Believe you me, my body confirms that I'm a I'm an avid Coke drinker, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Cristiano is uh, against it for some reason. Uh, maybe they didn't pay him enough in sponsor fees. Stupid. No, no, well, let's Bevan, we're we talking about new... we're talking about Coke by the can, not the gram. No, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. look, at the end of the day, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo can say whatever yeah. he likes. He doesn't represent me. Tyson Fury does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I still need to find someone to, who represents me. Kubas Visa and Osterant have stopped playing, so you know, that doesn't help me much. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about yeah, Ginger so, Pigs? Yeah. What about Rakishi from WWF? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You know how, no, long, how long I heard that name? 
Yeah. Just, uh, blast from the past. <laughs> You're welcome. So, so yeah, look, I hope, he fucking, I hope he gets out with it. I hope he doesn't apologize. I hope he moves on. <laughs> and I hope he keeps doing it. Yeah, no, yeah, agreed. Sure. Uh, agreed all around, I think. Like, A, it's entertaining. It keeps them on their toes. And also, it's keeping a whole bunch of fat, comfortable, bureaucratic people honest as well. So, I think, yeah. yeah that kind of accountability is always enjoyable and entertaining to watch. Yeah, mm. indeed. Indeed. Okay, mother truckers. He's got stand up comedy, clearly, afterwards. So, yeah, <laughs> I'll pay for that. Stick with, yeah, I would, I would go watch Again, <laughs> I must just say, the one thing that you must watch of Rassi is when they did that high tackle and then he was coaching. I can't remember. And he was going, yes. And, and he's like knocking the tackle bag and he's like, no, fucking hit it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is... Yeah, that is. Uh, no, he's a good. I think you need, I you, you, you need to find that video and post it on on the social media groups for this uh, sports report. Let's uh, well, listen, Rusty. You if you lose your job, you've always got a place on the idiot uh, sport report. Yes, it would be on a voluntary basis, um, with no set remuneration of the economic or financial kind. But yes, the offer is open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we we need someone to do the table of contents in the beginning of the show. So Jack Jack oh, quite important. Stick burn. <laughs> That's intense. Yeah, no one else can read like what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> the way you do it is just like on another level. You know, it's yeah, almost as if you've you taken a piece of paper and you've written it down. <laughs> yeah, renaming these fighters to make it more exciting. <laughs> All the listeners are like, fuck, I didn't watch that fight. <laughs> Where's Tony? Uh, Where's Tony Joshua? <laughs> Dion. <laughs> uh, Dion Boulder. Oh, <laughs> <Like, laughs> uh, shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> okay, let's I'm move going on to, to a vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. Oh, shit. <laughs> Okay, um, so the the Turkish Grand Prix. Uh, <laughs> I'll give my views first because apparently I don't say much and don't contribute much to this show other than the intro. <laughs> Is it wrong? Maybe technically not, but whatevs. I'm here and I'll take this one. So <laughs> they, the Formula One Grand Prix, okay, it was a Mercedes win, but it wasn't the Mercedes we were all hoping it wouldn't be. It was Bottas, which is kind of an easier pull to swallow, in my opinion. Um, and importantly for the championship, Verstappen was second in their fresh, liveried Honda, Honda tributary tri- tribute livery. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah exactly. Oh, shit. Did Bevan actually leave the room? Yeah, that's what I'm pointing at. This guy actually left when we talk about Formula One. So oh, he shit. He kept record, but he's like, fuck the He's like, okay, well, this might yeah. actually then be a smooth fucking conversation. I All thought right. we were converting him. But yeah, what's important, I'll, I'll let you carry on, but what's important about that livery is that it was actually planned for the Japan race. Yeah, and which then, obviously then got when they weren't racing, Yeah, and then they decided, fuck it, we'll keep it, and... So glad they did. What a beautiful, what a beautiful rap. But yeah, carry on. No, I agree. It looked nice. It was actually, look, I don't 
I think we had this conversation off air maybe a few days yeah. ago or whatever, but uh, it's nice as a, a one-off, you know. I, I Would I prefer it longer term on the Red Bull? No, not really. But uh, oh, nice disagree. little fresh. Hey? No, I disagree, but carry on. I, I don't know, dude. I must say a white car, like, I don't know. I don't I, think white cars look all that good, hey? Or F1 uh, cars specifically. For me, look, I've always been a, a white car fan. So <laughs> white car, black mags, that's my style. Uh, I live yeah, for five I really... and it becomes a race thing. Jeez, like. <laughs> yeah. Contrast We're us. talking about races, not racists. So at least we, we, we're keeping it clean. <laughs> if you ask DJ Fresh, it's one and the same. Yeah. <laughs> the racist. <laughs> Yeah, what a horrible I, I, just, movie. I just want to clarify for Bevan because he heard white and black because I was like, white car, black rooms. And I was like, let's just clarify that we are talking about cars still. <laughs> but yeah, look, I, I, I love the rap. For me, it was, it, it really, it brought out the car a lot more for me. It stands out so much better now. And on the track, yeah, it, it looks phenomenal. Yes, it does nothing for performance. But for me, uh, yeah. It's definitely, yeah, definitely something that I enjoyed, and I would want to see it more often. Uh, I think the the blue is a bit tired at the moment. Uh, a lot of cars using blue in their color scheme, but uh, look, I think white, it would have looked a lot. Out. It would have looked a lot better if it was parked behind the number one board. Then I think maybe I would have appreciated it more. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. well, then carry on with the rest of your your analysis of the race because th- that comes down to strategy, but carry on let let's hear the report aside from the the colors of the cars <laughs> okay look let me just jump off i think the most important ones you know obviously bottas winning for stopping second nicely that perez came in for for uh fucking red bull for a change he actually he pulled it through it yeah. was nice to see some points actually going to to red bull you know not just flipping mercedes bombing out Look, I think overall, um, uh, Mercedes did outscore Red Bull. If I look here, 36 compared to, what, 33. So Mercedes did outscore Red Bull, but it's nice that Perez was there. I think had Hamilton started, you know, ahead of Perez, there's no way things would have really changed um, other than Hamilton finishing ahead of the Red Bulls. But you know what, sweet justice, it happens sometimes. This was not a track for the Red Bulls. And um, Verstappen before the race was saying that, you know, it's going to be a difficult day for, for him to keep Hamilton behind. And I think maybe him managing that also had a bit to do with the conditions, you know, with the wet conditions. Which brings me to Seb Vettel. I must wet. say, I didn't know they allowed trailers in, in F1 while racing because that guy need for his testicles. I think that guy needs a like a twelve ton trailer to put those things on there. I mean, that guy actually He's went out Jones. there. He went out there. You know, I think it took him like 10, 20, maybe thirty meters, and that was on the radio saying, "Guys, uh, uh-uh, I don't." Uh-uh. You know, like that guy's. I don't know how his testicles fit in the cockpit. Uh, I would never like no one else. You know, the commentators maybe briefly mentioned it once or twice. Like, if they hit this lap time, you know, then that's the that's the shift where you change over to the dry tires. Yeah. Here's fucking Seb Vettel, three or four seconds ahead of that. You know, 
he goes balls to the wall, balls being significant ones to the wall, also significant, out on slicks. Now, I don't know how that guy managed yeah. to get it around one lap. Like, did it completely railroad <laughs> his progress? Absolutely. But I yeah. just want to stand here in admiration and give a round of applause for that guy's testicles. Yeah, uh, I think, yeah, like you Briggs, said. Briggs, any thoughts on wide. Sebastian Vettel's testicles? Yes, I, I, I think big Gahoon is there for sure, for sure. Uh, but what was so funny is it took him like three corners before he actually acknowledged that it was the wrong choice. He was still going for it, and he's sliding all over it. It looked like it was a fucking drift show, and this guy's sliding. And like only at like the third corner does he decide, he's like, oh, I don't think it was the right choice. It's like, fuck yeah, obvious, dude. There's still fucking water everywhere. Like, what were you thinking? Before he even left the pit lane. Well, that is the thing. I keep referring to Brad Binder on the MotoGP who could do it. But I think leave it to two wheels, guys. Lando and Norris the South tried African. it. Yeah, Lando Norris tried it like two weeks ago. And, and now Seb tries it like just going, let's go on water when, <laughs> when we don't have grip. It doesn't make sense. Not at the speeds you need to travel to win a race. I'm sorry, yeah. but I, I prefer to do my 300Ks an hour in a straight line rather than sideways. That is the preferable way to do it. Uh, you know, you <laughs> get some sickos out there that try otherwise, but yeah, look, <laughs> uh, it, if it worked, it would have been beautiful. Sometimes it goes against you. I think that like, you know, I think he had that finger on the trigger for a few too many laps and then just with, with nerves, like it got pulled yeah. and changed over yeah. it wasn't right yet but whatever yeah but um, if you looked even at the end of the race it was still not the right decision it, no absolutely not yeah, absolutely no, was, not uh, the whole way through it was not the not the right decision and, and that's what made the race so interesting was it came down to strategy it was not about who's got the best car yes of course there is that that comes into play but it was more based around strategy, and you could see that in the way where Hamilton finished up. His strategy failed him, his team failed him, and he let them know it on the team radio, which I don't feel was right. And also in the post-race interviews, he was letting everyone know it. And, you know, sometimes you need to protect your team because they're always protecting you, especially when you are someone who, you know, I would say, is as closely watched as Hamilton. So... Yeah, the team made a wrong decision, and the week before, they made the right decision. So, give it to them, and they were basing it on, yeah, the facts of everyone else. And at the end of the day, when they called Hamilton in, he said no. He then waited two extra laps before he said, should we look at it? Three laps down, then he went in. So, he lost three laps on the tire, and then he complained about it. It's still taking time to grain. If you had come in when they called you, yeah. It could have been different, you know, but you fought it off. And at the end of the day, when you have so little laps, I think he had eight laps left when when he actually decided to go in. You're never going to make a difference. You, you're not going to get the tires to temp. You're not going to wear them off enough. And and that was, yeah, it, it, it showed. And I won't lie for me. I was enjoying every single second of it. Absolutely. I was fucking laughing. Um. If, if the guys in the pit have all the information, why are the drivers always arguing with him? It's not always all the info yeah. is at the pit. You know, it's Look, something like you need an eye that's actually on the ground, actually in the car, yeah. 
Like the drivers have a feel for for a lot that a sensor will never tell you. Yeah, exactly. So so oh. your your team is actually looking. They're taking weather into account and they're working on your tires as an average. So they're working on the wear as an average on that track. And what was so funny was Perez was saying like he was saving the front right tire the whole time because that's what the team was telling him. And in the end, it was his back tires that gave in. So he said like saving the right front and, and it's actually the backs that were taking the most wear. But it was such a beautiful race to see. And like we said last week, they had prepped the track. I mean, even in first practice, I watched first practice, practice two, practice three. You know, I went through the whole ranks of it. And, and the people, the moment they went out, they said, the track's got a lot of grip again. And, and it was it was a good thing because that made for the exciting race that we saw. And, and yeah, if we take back Lando Norris, his team said that they don't think the rain's going to continue. And in the same race, Hamilton's team was saying, yes, it is going to continue. So Hamilton mm. made the right choice. Lando made the wrong choice. And it was based on what the teams were receiving. So, yeah, it, it's the way in which they read it. It's their, what, geologist, meteorologist. Who does the weather? Is it The Rocky? weather guy. The weather guy. Okay. I, no, I don't know what's their, what's, what's, their, what's their thing. But, yeah, the, the good thing, like Jack mentioned, was uh, Checo. Checo taking, you know, getting the third place. for Red Bull. Uh, and you know, what it, you know what that says? That says that he listens to this podcast. Because Jack last week mentioned it, and he said, Sergio just needs to get up there. He needs to get in the points. He's got the car, and, you know, it's about time. And he listened. So, clearly, we have one famous listener on this uh, podcast. Well At done, least Jack, one. You took your well, advice. Well, listen, uh, I'll start a Patreon <laughs> for that fella. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Checo, if you're listening, we need petrol, yeah. bro. Hard. Um, no, but a few things, Riggs, that I just wanted to add. Um, you know, one thing that really gets me is, you know, if a guy complains about his team or moans, especially on the comms, like, you know, yeah. you kind of, you, what you should be doing is keeping a clean house in order. And if you've got dirty laundry, you know, with like intra-team stuff, keep that for, you know, for a better space and better platform. And, and you know, especially... guy, you mean Hamilton. Exactly. In, no, in general. But now, especially, and most specifically to Hamilton, when that team, I don't think, has ever said a negative anything his way. Like, I mean, he makes a mistake and they take, they themselves take the blame and yeah. say, no, it's our fault because we must make things as difficult as yeah. possible to make mistakes. Like, the yeah, guy cool, spins that's out fine. and hits a wall and they're like, oh, sorry, mate, we, we really didn't help you there. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, I wish it, we apologize. Baby. The only but then you get Bottas. Shit on the, yeah. Go. Bottas, who comes into pit and they crucify him because he came in wrong and it's his fault the wheel gun like stuffed up, you know? So like, yeah. don't don't bash your team. They've given you now every flipping championship since like 2014, minus the one you lost to Nico. Yeah. Um, you know, don't don't give them shit when it doesn't go your way once or twice. Just get yeah. the fucking line and stop crying about it. Exactly. Um, I think the only driver that can give shit on the team radio is Kimi Raikkonen, and it's because it's expected. Because you know <laughs> he's going to give shit to everyone. And also, uh, 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 when can they fix his juice? Please. Fuck's sakes. Every single time. It's like, honestly, is the drink on? No, Kimi, you are not have to drink. <laughs> but like, 
It's multiple times that this keeps happening. Seriously, what? it's a piece of pipe. Just connect it up properly. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Iceman needs so his water. Especially for him, because he's probably had a massive piss up the night before. Guys, he's thirsty. probably, like, he's seriously bubbleized. He needs to drink his water. <laughs> and, like, out of anyone on the track, maybe they could go without water. But the man who drinks the most alcohol is the one who they don't give fucking water. Like, really? Makes Guys, no probably sense. like he's siphoning the fumes of the petrol. He's like he's moved the pipe, dude. No, no, I just made a race at Riggs. Biggest yeah. He is, dude. He's actually puked on a reporter's shoes before, <laughs> and he's like, "Leave me alone. I'm finished and I'm drunk." <laughs> <laughs> it's also like when they're like. They're saying like, oh, Kimmy, you missed the, the whole announcement and everything. He's like, I had to take a shit. Yeah, straight. Like, he just says it how it is, and, and and that's what I love. But yeah, Hamilton, you're not that guy. You're the publicity yeah. fucking hungry person. You want to be in the public eye. And then you, you cry like a baby when things don't go your way. And that's bullshit. I mean, I said it. You know what, what upsets me is last week I actually gave the guy a compliment. I said like, He's got a hundred wins under his belt and he's got the, you know, he's got the knowledge and everything and he's got the maturity of it. But again, it shows the maturity is not always there if it's not going your way. And yeah, it's uh, yeah, no, he's good. a bit of an upset for me, but it, it was such a brilliant race. I, I really enjoyed it. And yeah, some, some good uh, notable changes. What was funny was uh, Ocon. He, he was also on the same stage of tires as Hamilton and yeah, he was seriously losing it towards the end. So Hamilton, no matter what, he would have needed to put. No matter what. Are you sure? I I don't yeah. know. I feel differently there. I don't. I, no. Everyone says yeah, he, he can handle handle his tires and handle his wear. But uh, I don't know. I, I really think those tires were going. Did you check when they changed it? They were honestly, they were almost slicks. It was just on the outsides that there was still grip. But those middle sections, those things were smooth as a baby's bottom. Yeah, look, I think he could have stuck it, but whatevs. Um, then jumping to another good result, uh, not necessarily... Kimi Raikkonen, yes, 12. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Oh. Zero points, but um, <laughs> no, uh, Leclerc finishing fourth. That's, yeah. that's a nice one for him. Uh, he had a good race. He actually had a good race. Um, After taking so, Alonso out with a five-second penalty, <laughs> yeah, hard. But I um, didn't. It wasn't his fault. No, the corner's no. so tight, and it's like what's so funny is like Alonso two laps later, he gets the same penalty for doing the exact same thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah, look, no, and oh, uh, you know, just getting back or close to that, jumping over Lewis Hamilton, who's in, who finished fifth, obviously, was Pierre Gasly. The guy who I said yeah. to you, Riggs, last week. Was your black horse, right? yeah. Yes. And then that yeah. mother trucker gets slapped with a time penalty and he still finished six. Look, I don't know if he would have finished ahead of Hamilton, you know, had it not been for for the pit. But um, I don't know. I think still good result from Pierre Gasly. What, yeah. what do you think of him potentially going back to Red Bull, eh? Uh, uh, it's maybe a bit harsh. I don't rate him as a driver, <laughs> but I will say 
you caught it last week. You caught Sergio and you caught Gasly. But uh, I, I don't know if it's also that I'm fixed in like my drivers of maybe yesteryear. Uh, I like the older guys and the people that have got a bit more shit and at least some some hair on the pubis, you know. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not too keen. That being said, I did support Verstappen and he was super young when he joined, but... Yeah, kids are still in high know. school. I don't know. You, you know who I do want to see maybe get a, a better car? And it's also probably going on yeah, the history of people that you support. But Mick Schumacher, I, I would like to see him in a better car. I think still if you're looking at his racing, he hasn't got the best car, but he's still taking different lines to any Formula 1 driver. And, and that's what I want to see in a faster car. I want to see someone who's... Who's not following the line that everyone says that's the best line? This guy's taking weird fucking lines and getting knocked in the process for sure. But I, I, I think, yeah, I think he needs to. He needs a good team. He needs a good car, and and it will stabilize his career within Formula One. Because I don't. Yeah, he hasn't uh, had a, me, he hasn't had the shining start that everyone wanted. I think. No, look, I think the you know the expectations on him were always going to be massive, but. I didn't really have that, and I was still disappointed. Like, I still don't think he's really earned much now. Okay. Like, I don't I don't think he's – yeah, I don't rate him that no, hectically. That, that's the joys of the podcast. There's always uh, someone who's right, and then there's you. Who's writer? Rightist? <laughs> Rightist. <laughs> Racist. Left. Uh, bastard. <laughs> No, look. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, is he better than Mazepin? Yes, but that's okay. But not uh, that's saying not much. saying much. Yeah, yeah, really. That's like that's did like he spin saying... up? No. Okay, he's better. Cool. <laughs> it's like, do you want a piece of shit or a hot dog? <laughs> I don't understand. Yes. Like, there's no comparison <laughs> there. <laughs> okay, yeah. so wait. Except that's cool. Is... That means next yeah, year. I, I rate next year Mick and uh, Gasly. Uh, I, I take Mick over Gasly and you'll take Gasly and then we see where it goes. Gasly's not going to be able yeah, to handle sure. Red Bull. So, yeah, I think there's work. a different dynamic there that he's not, that he doesn't gel so lacquer. But I think if he yeah. were given the the right environment for him, then I think he would do very well. But I do, well, I do think that he has improved as a driver after leaving Red Bull. I do think that as well. For sure. And, and what do you think of Daniel Ricciardo? Because for me, that guy's just dropping back and back and back. And, and, and I can't understand it. I mean, Lando's starting to outshine him. And, you know, you've got the history, bud. You've got uh, the maturity in racing. So I would And you've got you the to... race wins. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I would expect him to, yeah. Is maybe too many shoeys. Uh, it's starting to get to him. Or not jams enough. Uh, <laughs> toe jams blocked the vision. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's uh, it's shocking to see yeah you know, where he's uh, ending up. No, look, I don't think uh, you know. It's similar to Vettel when Vettel, you know, lost out to Ricardo. Season. <laughs> Retire now. Did he talk to Kimmy or what? No. Oh, fuck. Because he listened. 
No, hey, uh, just most experienced racing driver in Formula One, Kimi Raikkonen. Most kilometers covered in Formula One, Kimi Raikkonen. Drunkest Formula One driver in Formula One, Kimi Raikkonen. How can you beat that? I don't know, dude. That's like a, an award of attendance. <laughs> How like, dare you, Jack? TFC. The drunkest. That's not an attendance. That's a fucking hard fought award. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Look. <laughs> oh fuck. But it, what I was going to what I was going to say, Riggs, was that I don't think Ricardo's just lost it from one car to another. He doesn't. You don't just lose that talent. I think that you know Lando. I think he's very good. A. And B, I think the car, being the McLaren now, is very much not suited to Ricardo, you know, to his particular strength and his particular style. Uh, I don't, you know, really great drivers do uh, adapt and overcome. You know, that's a fact. Uh, but I don't know. He's not doing himself any favors there. Hey? Like after, after not doing so hot at Renault, after being outclassed by Verstappen at Red Bull. It hasn't gone great for him since his <laughs> Red Bull day. For sure, for sure. But you, A you moment here or there. Yeah. But if you keep mentioning like the car, and like you say, the, the great ones can overcome it. Like like you mentioned uh, Sergio Perez who can't, you know, the Red Bull cars are, you said yeah. they, 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 they're difficult to manage and it takes a certain driver. And now you, you're using it on the McLarens. But at the end of the day, when you're getting paid that amount of money and you have the maturity of multiple teams you have the knowledge of these tracks you have the history of it really you should be able to adapt to the car and i mean you know it you drive say uh, let's say something that maybe you won't know but say a 1200 fiat palio you know aka a blue dragon two door sports I would probably coupe. say blue yeah I, I would probably say blue you know just uh you know, you probably you you won't understand, or or maybe you should Google what the car looks like. But maybe those fifty-one you kilowatts. You know, yeah. You learn the car, and then you go up and you upgrade to let's say a BMW three series. You know, also diesel gray. maybe diesel. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just black now, rims. Yeah, off the top of my head, and you learn yeah. that car. So you've gone from a front-wheel drive to a rear-wheel drive, and you've learned the car, and actually. You were as skilled in both because, let's face it, you could probably crash, I would say, into a tree or something uh, in both cars. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, you you learn the car. And and I'm sorry, I cannot accept that you can't adapt to the car. You are being paid to drive that very fucking car around a track that goes one way. You're not looking for traffic. You're not stopping at any fucking robots. You're not going to buy from a fucking vendor that's trying to sell you something or point to your bumper to say something's fucked up. You need to drive that fucking car and learn. And if I'm getting paid millions, I will drive your car no matter what. I'll learn. If you tell me not to clutch, I won't clutch. I'll fucking just go. I'll drive around in first gear if you tell me, and I will learn the car's ways. And if you're not doing that, then leave the F1. Because we need proper you know fucking race drivers. You know what? I just I want to take these lessons that you're saying and you know shifting from, for example, a Fiat Palio go to 1.2 liter naturally aspirated two door sports coupe, uh, metallic blue, if we had to guess, to a BMW, 
to something else, you know. And that that instance, I believe if it applied to a human, a specific human, then that specific human, uh, if he were to race go-karts against you and Bevan, <laughs> that he would come out on top. I firmly yeah. believe that. Because I, that's I the type of driver... That- that's the sorry, yeah. Riggs, that's the type of driver that adapts, you know, despite the oh. losers saying no wrong car, you got the foster car this, you got the foster car that, and no Jack, it's only because you started here and then what when that I'm sorry, Jack, I'm just assuming now. And but when Jack, that yeah. position no, then I don't know where you came up with that. Like, yeah. We're talking about a, a Joe soap. <laughs> no, Jack Riggs, this is obviously something that happened with you and Riggs because when we raced in go-karts, I couldn't give a flying fuck. I was there to drift, and that was about it. I didn't care who well, won, and we're obviously talking about Riggs. I, I can tell you I was 30Ks heavier than Jack when we raced uh, go-karts with the same engines, and I just feel that's a bit unfa- unfair. You know, maybe do I you, didn't train you know enough. That, but makes a big difference to a little 150cc go-kart. Actually, I was Riggs, a second actually, behind you. Sorry. A second sorry. behind you. Riggs, I just want to say to you that I actually researched it after, I can't remember who, which go-karting session, that the weight in a go-kart <laughs> does not significantly affect in a negative way your speed to take a, a lap. Because it affects the pull-away. And that's correct, where you, but it that's also where you it also lets then you corner better. <laughs> it lets you corner better. If you believe in aliens and you look on the internet, you're going to find something that says aliens exist. So <laughs> where you researched means nothing. Yeah, it, it exactly. Was, Jack, Jack researched on Wikipedia after he edited the page. <laughs> because if, okay. if, 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 if it makes a difference in an F1 car, it fucking makes a difference in a 150. Exactly. That's why you do not see any fat F1 drivers. Exactly. If you're telling me you could corner better, surely they would be fucking hiring Tyson Fury to race in Formula <laughs> 1. <laughs> you're telling me extra weight makes your corner better. Come now. Bullshit. Makes no sense. Look into it. Look into I it. I challenge you. Look, <laughs> look into it, dude. That's all I'm saying. I challenge but you, you to the PlayStation where we equal weighted. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, yeah look okay. uh, I, I think yeah jokes aside look it, it was a brilliant race it was a great weekend and uh i still would fuck you up and go karting is that what i take from this uh, what do you mean still you have never you can't <laughs> still do something you've never done i've never met somebody who cares so much about nothing <laughs> go karting literally nothing he wanted I to can race tell you now, Listen, when he okay, raced wait, you and when he raced me, he still got both times. That oh keeps it in yeah, a yeah. file. And he looks at it late yeah, at yeah. night, like when he wakes up to take a little midnight wank. And he's checking it and he's <laughs> like, oh, I got you by a second. Oh. <laughs> but you know what, Rick? Listen, we're going to have to do the soccer quickly because we're going over an hour and a half. But this is worth it. He got so <laughs> bored of racing me because he's like, yeah, Justin, you got this. And I'm like, Jack, dude, I don't give a fuck. He started racing some other crazy guy out of nowhere. This guy comes in. He like wants to pay for me and Jack because he doesn't have some friends. Random. I'm like, Jack, don't talk to this guy, dude. Just leave him alone. He's like, no, dude. This guy says he can beat me. He's fucking crazy. He's so it's fucking crazy. You got a friend in me. And then and- this guy's obviously got a mental illness. And then he says to Jack, he's like, he says to Jack, he's like, yeah, but you got a better. And then Jack, like, I'm like, okay, leave it. Leave it. Let the guy believe what he wants, Jack. Because when we leave, 
you'll never see this guy again. Jack's like, no, dude. Exactly. There's no fucking way. Dude. He starts arguing with this guy who has a mental illness. Yeah. And, and, and then the facts come out, eh? Have you noticed, yeah. like, when you argue with this guy, it's never a conversation. It's factual. And, and yeah. he, he hits you in point form where you're like, fuck, dude, I give up. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you know what, Jack? I don't care if I'm yeah. right because I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, silly old facts. What, what? purpose do they serve in a, in a discussion we don't let facts get in the way of a good story man you, you know what's hilarious though is like the week before you guys went racing i heard that a, a surprise mechanic showed up to that uh, track and started tweaking the cars <laughs> no i'm not saying who <laughs> but i have a very good good idea of who it was <laughs> jack well <laughs> Look, I know about as much as, about mechanics as I do about UFC, so... Afk. Yeah, you know Afk. <laughs> oh, that's, how Jack, that's how Jack reads it. That's how much he knows. He's like, what happened in Afk this week? <laughs> He's done that. He's done that. <laughs> oh, and oh, you, you know what, just to jump back a little bit, Yes, I do still have the printouts of the lap times. Do I keep them in a file? I'll choose not to comment. But you know what? Point is, I got them. And I've written down, I actually wrote down on those papers who was in what car because those printouts only give card numbers. They don't give names. So I would have forgotten by now. But luckily, you know I had the printout of mine. You know what's fucking hilarious? Nah. Probably the wife and, and the son's fucking birth certificates. All of their special documents have been kicked out of the safe. And in goes the time's left. <laughs> Closes it. It's like, if the house burns, at least we'll still have the track times. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. You know what I mean? Send me a message, Rick, to explain to me how the lap times and how we could get faster. And I literally didn't reply. I was like, I'm not getting involved in this shit. This oh, man has a mental funny. illness. I need to stay away did, from this person. Did, did Jack ask you for like free practice and qualifying or did you just go straight into race day? Because if you went no, straight, straight into in, race day, I can tell you someone did some practice. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not in the car, but they did it visually. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they mapped out their scale electrics at home in the same same route as the track just to check like, where to slow down, where to speed up. Look, I will say I did. I did take a bit of a walk around the track. I did do that. Dude, you're Just not in Formula So you're not in Formula One, but you still did it. You're like, where's my convertible to take me around for the waves to the crowd? Well, I just had to check what best, you know, where I could save time. What would be the best, you know, way to take that corner? Whatever. And again, uh, I say, who gives a uh, fuck? Don't yeah. lie, dude. Go kart was I, awesome. It was fun, I, I don't but give I don't a fuck care who wins. I didn't win. But if I won, I would give a fuck for sure. <laughs> I now say I don't yeah. give a fuck, but yeah, I, I wake up with sweats in the night. I'm like, damn it! <laughs> How the fuck did Jack beat me? <laughs> like, the only person I wanted to beat, I didn't beat. Everyone else, like collateral damage, I fucked them up. But like <laughs> the one person I was gunning for. Yeah, I just dude, didn't catch. Jack did fine. You remember the, the Tamblins? With a go-kart. I lapped them multiple <laughs> times. Like, and dude, once I hit like, Jason on the way past and I lapped him. Get that motherfucker whiplash, dude. Guy was slow as fuck. 
<laughs> when we finished the race, they still had like a few laps that they could go, and the guy asked him, "Do you want to go?" And he's like, "No, fuck that. He's getting up." <laughs> <laughs> Those motherfuckers oh, are not shit. getaway drivers, dude. <laughs> yeah, they're not baby they're not drivers. Getaway anything. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! What's what's? <laughs> let's go into something serious <laughs> because otherwise, I'm just gonna keep you guys busy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Jack, no, look. Okay. Look at my glasses. They steaming up from the fucking laughter, <laughs> laughter and heat of happiness. Definitely not the wine. Must be the laughter. <laughs> no, um, actually, there's no, there was no Premier League and also no Champions League for the international break. But okay. Premier League is continuing this weekend and Champions League next week. So I have a bit more to report back on that one on Monday. Sorry to disappoint you, Bevan. No, no. I wish you would have told Man. me that at the beginning so that I wouldn't have stopped this fun conversation, Jack. But yeah. again, what a dick. you are doing your best. <laughs> Is it up to scratch? No, but you're doing your best. No, a hundred percent from Jack is ten percent from everybody else. And, yeah, and you know what is a sad thing is when we sit here and we say, "What are we going to go through for the talk?" Jack still like, lists the footy and the soccer, and he and he writes it down and he's agreeing, and we don't know if something happened, but the fuck, <laughs> just like you made a tab just so that you could speak again. <laughs> You literally made a tab so that you could say something of value, which in this Guess case what? was fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Jack, I think you had a nerve there with bringing up the whole racing thing, dude. Jack, uh, Rick sounds angry. <laughs> Getting flashbacks of yeah. that day. Yeah. If, if I can't beat you on the track, I'll beat you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll beat you with knowledge. <laughs> oh, Riggs, you know what? And next time, next time we get together, there's a rematch. For sure, is it? Yeah, at Sunfoot. I don't know. That's probably those fucking serious carts. Those things go like 150, oh, 180. I can't do that shit. Eh? I'm terrified. No jokes. There's a like a thing here because I stay close to the. Uh, not that Bevan would know, but the the Dutch Grand Formula One Grand Prix track. Zandvoort. Sure, the guy is showing four, off here. It's about, yeah, 4Ks from my house. Oh, I, I oh, couldn't go rag. watch it. I can't afford the tickets. I stay close, but I couldn't go watch it. Can but I stay them. about 4Ks. Yeah, I could hear. <laughs> I Listen, stay 4Ks I'm close to Swapwalks Raceway, okay? Yeah. yeah, there we go. And the shooting range at Swapwalks. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the best of both. Guns and cars. What could go wrong? <laughs> oh, that's why I don't go near Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, there's a there's a course that you could do. I think it's like 400 euros or something, and you can drive a, like a not a Formula One, but like a Formula V style car. I'll fuck you up four, in a Formula V style car. A Porsche you won't fit and in a, a Ferrari style car. all on the same day. I'll fuck you up in a Porsche and a Ferrari on the same day. I'll fuck you up. I, I've done the I've done the Formula V at uh, Kailami. It is amazing, but it fucks you up. Maybe it fucks I'm, you up. Just like me. Yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> of my body. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> smooth, smooth. <laughs> no, I did fucking well. I'm saying it fucks your body up. Like, it, it wrecked me. The guy's, like, strapping me in. Firstly, because I'm so tall, I can't get the seat cushion. So I just sit on that fucking 
plastic or carbon fiber, whatever Yo. the fuck it is. And it's shaped for someone who does not have my body. You know, it's shaped for a skeleton Brown. and not a, a voluptuous man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the guy I mean, strapped to be me honest, in and he's like, you've never been known as an athlete. Let's be honest. I have. I was an athlete. <laughs> this is not an athlete. Still in my, uh, I, I know one race I've definitely won. What? That was when I was living with my dad and we went to a party and he met my mom. <laughs> and I won that race. Congratulations. See, Jack, I've Sorry, got your no, back, eh? Riggs, you lost that race as well, dude, because your brother preceded you. Ooh. You came second there too. <laughs> says, the, says the child of three. <laughs> I've never claimed to win that race. I've literally got second and you are third. Dude, Schumacher didn't win the races that Ayrton Senna like, started off in for good reason. <laughs> Wasn't there? At the end of the day, Jack. I mean, the way you came out compared to your, the size of your brothers, I think you might have been the last boom left. <laughs> Jack's like, like that dud. hectic. <laughs> it was actually like a surprise. <laughs> What's hilarious is he he's actually like a twelve month baby. Like at nine months, they're like this fucker's not ready. He's still too small. <laughs> Only the head's there, but the body still needs to form. <laughs> the penis also isn't there. Yeah, I won't lie. I did not stand in that line when I was being born. You know, there was a penis line, a big penis, and a, a personality. And like an idiot, I tripped and I fucking fell into the personality line. And yeah, yeah, I sit. For shame. <laughs> For shame. <laughs> Oh, oh no, fuck. fuck. Okay, it's but gentlemen, <laughs> I think uh, let me let me call uh, our podcast to a close. So, genital men, I will say thank you. And to the listeners, thanks for listening. Bevan, where can they reach us? For the you two that can't remember. Instagram at Idiot Sport Report. Um, on Facebook at Idiot Sport Report. And then Idiot Report Pod. At, g- at gmail.co.za no sorry dot com that's our crowd clapping and it's got nothing to do with Riggs's phone that's clouds, crowds clapping yeah. for us it's not like you can download an app for that <laughs> no. and it's not like you can switch that app off when you want <laughs> yeah it, it continues that- you know you've got YouTube eh yeah but also this is an a app- sound but- this is a podcast soundbar with multiple oh. sounds that I downloaded. Sound effects. So maybe on YouTube you could sit with something, but. Yeah. For the listeners, mine is a, mine's a sound effect, but Evans is real. <laughs> uh, oh, looking at that. Jack, stop pasting the soundboard. What's, What's orange? <laughs> You're playing those noises, you clown. Wait, save that one. Save that one. What's orange? Not yet. Oh, What's sorry, orange? Sorry, sorry. What's orange and sounds like a parrot? <laughs> Not yet. Pay attention. Pay attention. What? Pay attention.
The answer is a carrot. Their joke. Just keep quiet. Make the laugh again. Dick. There we go. They're laughing at uh, you, not at the joke. Okay, fine. Why is a milking bench only got three legs? You know, when you milk why? a cow, why has it only got three legs? Why? Why? Because the cow has the utter. End it now. Save save my dignity. What's left? <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Idiots Report Podcast. This is the Idiots Report Podcast. We are the idiots and this is the Idiots Report Podcast. Woo-woo-hoo.